Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before possibly entering to a world of news and the topics we find interesting. Here we go. You're out in San Diego, my friend? I am at the racetrack. we got a, a rare couple of days off. The Raiders have decided to not practice again until Monday. This is a Friday that we're recording this, so uh, hitting the racetrack for a couple of days. It's always good to get down to a Delmar. For those in Vegas that haven't been down here or Southern California, if you're listening, like it is, even if you don't like horse racing, just an incredible experience. It's so cool. Have you won anything or you're a loser? Well, we got a whole day ahead of us, Ed. No, but I, uh, yeah, uh, got a couple of wins. I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, doing really? pretty well. You like yeah. the ponies. I didn't know you, I didn't know you bet the ponies. It's not something I would do, right? Like I wouldn't go sit in a sports book in Vegas where we can do this every day. I wouldn't do that, but to go to the races and just kind of hang out and watch them and, uh, horse race characters are some of the strangest strangest coolest funniest people in the world so uh it's kind of cool to just hang out at the track hear what they have to say and then make some bets you were seeing some degenerates down at that place yeah no question but also like a ton of college basketball coaches and you know my uh my love of college basketball there's a lot of them that just hang out here yeah Uh, so yeah it's a good time I know a, a former coach that I used to cover uh a former San Diego State coach Steve Fisher would be seen at the track along with Bill Frieder Sure. And uh, I've often seen former for like six hours, UNLV coach Mick Cronin. Really? Oh, yeah. He loves it here. Okay. That's a beautiful oh, yeah. place. Yeah. You're oh, doing it is well for here. sure. You, you, ever, you, you never go to any bad places. You got, uh, where, where, where have your vacations been? San Diego, Cabo. Where else? You're talking about just this off season? Yeah, just, no, go just back this like, off season. Yeah, Cabo, Cancun, uh, Del Mar. My goodness, good for you. You're living the life. I told you I went to Big Bear for two days. That's pretty much it. Stay in a cabin. It's very lovely. There's not enough to do there, but it's lovely. It's a beautiful place. All right, well, we got a game to talk about, man. Uh, Hall of Fame game last night. Uh, Like you said, we're recording this on Friday, so that's Thursday night, Hall of Fame game in Canton. Uh, 27-11. Was that the final? I'm I'm, I'm blanking on the final. I think that was was. the final. 27-11, the Raiders take care of it. Lot to go over here, so I made my notes. I I was covering it without covering it, uh, as I, I'm sure you were as we're going through the game. This is where I want to start with you. Um, it's gotten a lot of uh, response and on the internet last night. I don't know if you tweeted about it or not, but the idea that Josh Jacobs not only started but played two series, and when he did, you suddenly start people coming out on on Twitter. Well. Are they, are they auditioning him for a trade? Why would he play if Renfro and 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 Carr and Adams and and we don't I don't think Waller was even there. If all those guys Colton Miller aren't playing, why Josh Jacobs is starting running back? I saw on Twitter well they're auditioning him. I saw on Twitter well they don't believe in him. They want to see what they have. Afterwards, Josh McDaniel says I like to see running backs in in preseason games. Were you surprised he was in there? And do you have an opinion of why you think it happened? Was it as easy as what Josh McDaniel said, or do you think there's something more to this of why you'd play Josh Jacobs two series in that game? And there has to be something more to it. I, I don't want to, you know, I mean, I guess it's our, our job on a podcast, especially to speculate, but um, 
I don't know what they're thinking. I, I don't know a lot of times. Now, the offensive line didn't surprise me because I kind of said that going into the game that I thought the offensive line would play because you don't want to isolate a guy. Say, all right, you're, say you're you're giving Alex Leatherwood a chance to win the job. You don't want to throw him out there with a bunch of backups and then judge him on that because the offensive line is such a it's so much about cohesion and working together and it's a it's a team more than it is a one on one kind of battle. So it didn't surprise me that the offensive line was in there. But yes, the first thought I had right away in the start of the game was, wait, is that Josh Jacobs getting carries right now? What is happening? Yeah. So I, I thought it was odd, and you know it wouldn't make sense. The I want to see running backs. I haven't gone back and looked necessarily uh, at what you know Bill Belichick has done with running backs over the years, but running back would be maybe the the first position that I would say you don't want to get guys extra looks. Like you yeah. don't want them to take it. It's it, it's a, it's weird. I mean, could could it be as simple as hey they're not practicing in camp? We've talked about that, right? There, people I think fans know at this point the Raiders are not tackling at all uh, during training camp. So do you want to see him just kind of take a couple hits, see how he reacts to that? Maybe. I mean, I guess that's possible. Um, but it, it was strange. And like, could he potentially be on the trading block? Sure. I think that's a possibility. Uh, and I don't think it's necessarily, you know, going to happen right away or, or that it, anything's in the works, but I mean, it, it made sense. That speculation. Um, these, you know, the speculation of, Hey, he's still kind of competing for a job. Doesn't really make that much sense to me because of the way the salary is structured. It's the last year of his rookie deal. And um, I don't think that really makes a lot of sense, but I mean, he, he is a guy, the, the Patriots traditionally, we've talked about this are a team that doesn't use one running back. They use a committee. Uh, it's been since I believe 2004 that they had, I have no completely blank on it, but a certain percentage of, of carries went to one guy. Yeah. It's been since 2004, since they did that, it was Corey Dillon. So like they're a team that uses a lot of different guys. So, it makes some sense that they're going to use a committee approach, but it really was baffling to me that Josh Jacobs was in the game. And maybe it is simple. Maybe it's, Hey, we're not tackling right now. And we want to see some, some running backs, take some hits. That's possible, I guess, but it was weird. They all took some hits. Um, the rookie Zamir white. Uh, I thought, good. He played, I thought he looked good. He played well. Um, you know, the knock on him coming out of Georgia was he wasn't much of a pass catcher. He did kind of he did kind of struggle with one pass, but um, they ran all those screens that we've been seeing in practice. And I think that they're going to run a lot of screens when the season opens, at least to start until people start figuring that out. Um, physical guy. Uh, surprised he was the number two. Well, Abdullah was in and and, and, and White was in. It was they were before Kenyon Drake. Um, what did you think of the rookie? I thought it was really good. I mean, now, again, look, you're you can't judge too much in the off season. You don't want to get carried away, but he looked good. He looked explosive. You're right that, you know, pass catching is still a work in progress. And that's something that the, the Raiders really want their backs to do. Um, and, and also you have, you're going up against a defense. Uh, and I'm not saying the Jaguars, I'm saying every team in preseason, they don't really specifically game plan for these games. They just kind of go out there and play their base vanilla stuff. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get too carried away and say, wow, he was, he looked dominant on the field, but you know, going against backups and going against a vanilla game plan on defense, he did everything you want him to do. He, he looked explosive. He looked dangerous. Uh, he looked like he can, he can be a playmaker, can break some tackles. So um, I think that the Raiders had to have liked what they saw out of him. All right, let's get to the guys. You mentioned them, the guys uh, blocking for these guys. Thought the run oh, blocking boy. was run blocking. <laughs> I thought was really, really good. They went for 159 on the ground, pass blocking a different story. Um overreaction let's do our overreactions here now colton miller didn't play so he's going to be on the left side so that that's gonna what happened yeah. last night was not going to happen uh, in the regular season but brandon parker really really struggled was it more 
bad for Brandon Parker or more good for Alex Leatherwood that Parker was that bad? Alex Leatherwood started at right tackle. Yeah, I don't think it's good for either. Um, I think it's bad for the team, really, is, <laughs> is how you look at it. Now, you could uh, you can certainly make the case, and I know Josh McDaniels today on his call um, was asked about it a couple of times, but Brandon Parker has exclusively been playing, well, he, a couple of practices they shift him over, but pretty exclusively playing the right side. Uh, at tackle and training camp throughout the offseason. And now you throw him in on the left side, which is a different job. Um, but Josh McDaniels also pointed out, he said, look, our, our our mission for the offensive line is to have guys play multiple positions, even starters. Even if you're a starter at one position, we want you to be able to play somewhere else because in a game, usually only eight offensive linemen are active. So, right. you know, you don't Someone have a backup hurt. at every position. Yeah, you don't have a backup at every position. you got to move things around. And, you know, you got to, again, as I said, it's it's a unit. It's not an individual, you know, one-on-one type of thing. It's how they all work together. And you've got to be able to shift and play somewhere else um, in order to make this all work. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's, it was a huge, you know, red flag last night to say this offensive line is still absolutely a work in progress. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, So I think that the, you know, potentially if they could be in the market for anybody that could get cut or maybe anybody that's available in a trade uh, to at least be looking around because I don't think, you know, right now you'd go into week one if you had a real game this week, overly confident in your offensive line. I don't, I don't think that would be the case. So, um, yeah, there's, you know, Colton Miller obviously not being there is a massive blow. Like th- that, that's going to make you look worse. Your best offensive lineman, your your anchor position is not playing. Sure, that's going to impact the whole the whole thing, but that was concerning. Uh, what do you think of Leatherwood? A lot of people were talking about how they helped him out. They chipped a lot and, and kind of gave him some help. Um, you see anything from him you liked or you didn't? Yeah, I mean, you know, he was he was working hard, uh, and that's always kind of been a, a staple. That's something that Alex Otherwood does, even when he's struggling. Um, you know, you didn't see a whole lot of glaring mistakes. You know, I haven't watched the the coaches film, and I don't think I will for a preseason game necessarily. Maybe uh, later on in the week, we'll see. But um, usually during the regular season, I would do that and kind of break down every play, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's battling for position. There's no question about it. He's got talent. We know that he was, you know, as much as he struggled last year, he was the best offensive lineman in college football the year before he was really, really good. Um, but it's a different level and he's adjusted. He's struggled to make that adjustment. Uh, there were some things that were good. I mean, he got out on the, you know, on the play, had a pretty good block on the pass protection on the, uh, on the running touchdown, uh, you know, by Stidham it was in that, in that, in that spot. And then he got out in front and kind of was celebrating a little bit as they went down the field, you know, proud of the blocks that he had made, but that was also not the design play. So, you know, it was kind of, but he did, he did good work on it. I mean, there, there were right. some good things. Right. I just, I just don't think consistently you saw what you need to see to go into a season fully, fully confident. And again, he's been working as a backup. And so, you know, did he do enough to kind of pass Brandon Parker who struggled when Parker wasn't playing in his natural position? I don't know. I think we'll have to see when they get back to practice on Monday what where they're taking reps. I'm not so sure we didn't already know this, but uh, Jared Stidham seems to be the backup. Let me ask you, because yeah. I saw our friend Paul Gutierrez uh, tweet this last night. I thought this was an inter- interesting question. And it's only one game, like you said. we got to keep people reminding people out there. Everything's vanilla. They don't show much of anything. Um, you're going to move the ball if you're competent at all. Would you consider if this continues along this way with Stidham looking as he did to only carry two quarterbacks for an extra roster spot? Oh, no. I mean, I I think you're going to use it as a practice squad guy. Um, You know, I don't necessarily think it'll be somebody that's active. I think you'll have somebody uh, that's inactive on the practice squad week to week. Um, 
you know, Nick Mullins has, has done it at this level, right? He's won games. He's been a capable, you know, starting quarterback in the NFL, but not, not consistently just in spots. You know, he can play, he can, he can, he can do some things. You don't have to panic necessarily if he's in the lineup, but he's also put some bad stuff on film over the time too. And, you know, yeah. he's not a guy that's ever going to be, he's not going to be your long-term answer. And I don't know that they think Chase Garbers is either. Uh, maybe you keep Garbers on the practice squad, let him develop. I, I think you are confident in your first two. Um, and it, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned it's not really a battle. I mean, a couple of interviews I did leading up to this is, you know, are, are you interested to see this, you know, battle for the number two quarterback spot? I was like, there's not a battle. No. Like, Jared Stidham is the number two quarterback. Um, and I think, you, you know, you saw even more, you saw that even more yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think they're more than obviously confident in Carr as a starter. No doubt about that. I think Stidham, you know, knowing the system, having been with them for a while, they traded for him. They were confident in him as the number two. I don't think there's much doubt about that either. So, uh, yeah, it's just a question of, do you keep a third? And, and if, if so, is it somebody that you keep on the practice squad to just have ready that you need to activate? Do you, do you think Garbers has long-term potential right now? Garbers is not Mullins. Uh, Mullins is clearly ahead of Garbers right now. He's been playing better throughout the, throughout the camp. So, uh, th- those are the questions they need to answer. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing, but, uh, I don't think there's much question who number one and number two are at this point. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. I think uh, they had a couple late, but and they were sloppy late. Um, but one thing I thought was good because of what they've done in recent years and how bad they've been in, not a lot of penalties. I thought for a preseason game and some of the mistakes they made, they were still pretty clean. Um, not not turnovers, uh, high energy. I thought for a first game, and it was going to be sloppy to begin with, they looked in spots probably as well as you'd expect a team to look. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, again, you you don't want to make too much of a determination. It's not. It's a team that wasn't, you know, game planning to go against you uh, on either offense or defense. But you know, the the you're in the same spot, right? You're not game planning going against them either. You're just kind of going out there and seeing how you play. And for a team that hasn't tackled uh, in training camp, I thought they were pretty physical defensively. I thought they just you know kind of attacked the ball, uh, did a lot of a lot of good things there. Uh, obviously fundamentally they were sound um, throughout throughout most of the game and they weren't even allowing first downs on a, several of those drives. So um, I think you come away pleased uh, with how the defense played with how the offense played too, uh, from a, you know, uh, from a fundamental standpoint, except for some of the pass blocking. And um, you got most of, I think what you wanted out of that game, except for that one glaring deficiency. So I think you walk away from that and say, all right, good. That's good. Now keep up what you're doing. What you're doing is working keep that up. Like you're not ready to play a game tomorrow, but you don't have to be. And you're on the right track. I think that's kind of what you take. That's the message that you kind of take out of that. Is Nate Hobbs going to be manning one side of the field when we play the chargers? Well, if they, if it was tomorrow, he would. <laughs> I, think. Right. I think that's fair. Um, we, we still really know about Trayvon Mullen and that's, that's a huge question mark, but um, I, I think they were, you know, when, when this staff took over, I think they looked back at the film from last year studied it up and said, man, man, this guy, this guy is even more valuable than how he was being used last year and could play at at an even higher level. And I think they've given him that chance. And it seems like he has impressed them so far. I thought last night he looked really good um, as he's looked good in most of camp. So 
um, yeah, I think right now it, it, it might be his potential, potentially might be his job to lose. And and I think they're, they're decent in the secondary. And I think they're not given enough credit for that when, you know, when, when it's kind of discussed nationally, um, it, it's, it is a huge question mark for sure, but I think they're, they're better than what maybe they're given credit for. And, and obviously during the season, they don't think they're going to have to be great anyway, because they believe in the pass rush and they only have to, you know, cover for a couple of seconds. So, um, yeah, I think that they're, you know, they've got guys that can play and Nate Hobbs is definitely one of them. And he could even, he could be even better than we thought he was last year. I mean, obviously they got a steal in the draft with him and then played so well last year. And if he can take an even another step forward and play outside, that would be incredible. And I think Rocky Sin has been, you know, a guy that's been improving over the last couple of years. Anthony Averett has, has played, you know, in spots at a very high level. Trayvon Mullen, when he's on the field plays pretty well. So, um, they've got, they've got guys in that corner. And obviously we know Trayvon Merrick, uh, is very, very good uh, as, as you know, a second year safety right now. So, um, you know, Jonathan Abrams still a question mark at some point, but um, how they use him will be, will determine a lot of how that goes. And and I think they're okay in the secondary. I, I think that, you know, that is a, not necessarily a position of strength, but it's not the weakness that some people have called it. Defense got off the field uh, uh, as much as they could. Um, the other question coming in, not only the corners was the interior of the defensive line. They had some injuries up there to begin with, but did you see anything interior wise that you liked? No, I mean, it's, that's tough to judge. I mean, I, you know, you try to watch it from play to play. Um, you know, I thought that they created some havoc for the, for the Jacksonville offensive line, but you know, really were, who were those guys, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, who you're going up against, uh, in that game, just Jacksonville. I, I really think as much as I think there was a lot of positives that the Raiders took away from the game. Um, I would, I think Jacksonville certainly had some concerns and again, you know, they're, they're key players just like the Raiders weren't playing, but, uh, I think definitely they, they look around, uh, while, while I just pointed out the Raiders can look around and say, Hey, new coach, we're on the right track. Things are getting there. I think Jacksonville probably looks around and says, okay, let's, uh, let's step up our, our preparation a little bit more. I think right. that there was a, some glaring uh, issues on the Jacksonville side that there may, may not have been on the Raiders side. Is there any chance, uh, and we're, we're guessing here, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but it's been more and more now that he misses more time. Is there any chance the world Darren Waller is holding in? It's an interesting question. I mean, I would have been, but I think if you would have, if he would have been doing that, he would have been doing it a long time ago. It didn't From make any beginning. sense for him to, yeah, it didn't make any sense for him to, to show up and, uh, and, you know, start practicing for a few days and then do it. So I would say probably no, there's always a chance. And there's also the chance look that he looked around and the guys that did do that, the guys that were kind of, you know, holding in as it's called now. And, you know, for those that have not, uh, kind of tracked this and paid attention to it, you used to hold out and not show up to camp, but you can't do that anymore. Cause it's an automatic fine that the team really can't do anything about. So now you hold in, you show up and just don't practice that's the new trend and the guys that did it, it worked. Right. I mean, I think that's, that could be the case of, you know, Darren Waller's team looking around and saying, Hey, wait a minute, the guys that did that, it worked. They all got new deals. This right. is a good thing. And so maybe that's possible, but I just, I don't think it's something that you would do and practice for a few days. And then all of a sudden decide to start doing it. doesn't make any sense. All right. Last thing on football. Uh, they play the Vikings uh, this Sunday. Uh, do we start seeing regulars? If you're Josh McDaniels, what's your sense of when you start getting these guys in, because they've got three more of these things. You got to remember out there, they had four, everyone else, they, them and Jacksonville is four. They had, everyone else has three. So there's three more of these things. Um, 
what sense would you get if you're Josh McDaniels to give Carr a series, give some of these guys a series? Do you think it's the second game or do you think he still holds on to them? I don't think I would. I think I would wait till game three and maybe give him a series. You know, last year, Derek Carr didn't play at all in the preseason. He had exactly zero reps. So I don't think he needs it. I don't think it's something you have to see in game two. I think maybe game three, give him a series, maybe two. And then, you know, you just move on from there. I don't, I don't think it's the most important thing in the world that he sees the field in the preseason. Game four, you don't play anybody. You, you barely even yeah. walk out there. Although there is a different schedule this year, right? Where usually in the past, you'd only have eight or nine days between the fourth game of the preseason and the start of the regular season. This year, it's two weeks. So it is a little bit different. So I, I think some teams might kind of adjust their thinking in that a little bit because um, now there's three games for most instead of four. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how Josh McDaniels decides to handle it. But I don't think you see a whole lot of action from the, you know, the key, key players on offense in particular. Any horses named Grasshopper out there? I don't know. I'll look. I have to look through the. Uh, have to look through the uh, the program. Find you're, out for you. Is that a, is that a, a tip? No, you, you really you really put me on edge the other day. I told you our favorite coffee place. I'm now getting the grasshopper, and you looked up the ingredients. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not good. No, there's a lot going on in that drink. <laughs> what would you say? Eighty on the carbs? What was it? Eighty-two? I said I, I said I do the um, Peloton afterwards. You said what for an hour and a half? Yeah, it's, it's like 82 grams of carbs in that thing. It was crazy. All right. Got any favorite got any favorite horses? Who who's one for you out there? I don't know their names. I, I do I bet jockeys. I think I, Juan Hernandez. Oh, Juan Hernandez is killing it. What's your what's your strategy? I bet jockeys. Juan Hernandez is killing it this meet. He's uh, he's doing really well. All right. Got your friends out there. You winning uh, they winning? Yeah, no, it was a really, really good day. Uh yesterday for some people. So I think today they're hoping to carry over. Still got that bullies out in Del Mar. Where do you eat? Uh, mostly at the hotel. There's actually, there's actually a place called uh, Fidel's Little Mexico. It was incredible last night that we went to uh, after the game. So uh, that worked out well. All right. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time. You're out there. It's your vacation. We appreciate you coming on and doing this. Uh, we've, we've bugged you now on your vacation two or three times. At least this time you're a little, you, you, we can hear you. Usually on the, you're usually on the beach somewhere with the wind and the ocean. Sure. Well, now I'm a, uh, I'm, a bunch of uh, friends just standing around looking at me doing this and wondering what I'm talking about. So it's wonderful. Say hi to them for all of us. Uh, for be sure. careful and uh, win a lot of races. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you soon. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.